Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch and today we're talking to the Managing Director of a well-established and successful business centre located in the heart of Crewe on Western Road. The Western Centre Business Hub is now in its 17th year and the management team have great plans to take it forward into its next phase. On Business Brunch today we're really pleased to welcome the leader of that team, Katie Vost. Katie, welcome to the cap. Thank you, Des. Katie, you have a degree in French um, and business studies, so you're already making me look small. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, share with us why you chose to study these subjects and talk us through your journey before you started your business in 2005. Thanks very much for having me, first of all. Um, and uh, yeah, the, um, the choice of French and, and business really is it's personal passions um, I always was fascinated by business when I was growing up always had sort of jobs as soon as I could work you know I was I was always wanting to try different roles and try different things and try and work in different companies and with French I just really enjoyed like the sort of cultural differences and and the, the beauty of the language itself after my degree um, I went on to work for a, a company that fitted out self-storage uh, warehousing and, and spaces all over Europe and I wanted you know the opportunity to use it you know, by French so that's where really I, I kind of started my journey in self-storage and business space and renting out space um, on the construction side. So when you were when you were doing your degree did the course itself influence the possibility of you opening your own business? Yes I think so it sort of sowed the seeds Part of the course was sort of accounting and bookkeeping and learning about, you know, sort of profit and loss and balance sheets. Um, and to understand that, you know, you look at lots of different companies and, you know, how depreciation would work, for example, for a company with selling cars or something like that, as an example. And, you know, it really sort of got you into thinking in that mode and, and the mechanics behind running a business on the financial side. So, yeah, I think it did. It sowed the seed and, and it's a good basis, a good grounding on, on which to start. Katie, when you decided to, to go into business, you obviously assessed uh, the, the skills you had and, and whether there were any, any gaps. Tell us about the transferable skills that you brought to the table initially. I think as a person, I'm, I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite little in size, but I'm, uh, I'm very determined and I am absolutely full of energy, a little pocket rocket, and I'm always very sort of inquisitive naturally and always want to sort of find solutions to problems. So I think those attributes are really important when you are running a business because especially a small business, you have to think quickly, you have to think on your feet, and you have to be prepared to sort of make changes, have a plan, but be able to make changes quickly if, if market changes or if the economy changes or if things change outside your control so that you can adapt and survive in those circumstances. And you look after a team, so d did managing people come naturally to you? I love working with people and the approach is not really a hierarchy, it's more of a, a spider diagram if you, could, if you could look at it like that. I think having great people around you with complementary skills and diverse skills is, is 
absolutely imperative for success. So it wasn't particularly onerous then, it was it was a natural step for you to move into business? Absolutely, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Katie, you started trading as Storage Boost, so uh, tell us more about uh, the concept behind Storage Boost and, um, and give us an indication as to what the original business model was. So yes, we, we started as uh, Storage Boost in 2005. Um, the real sort of mission at that point was just to make renting space easy for our clients. So whether they're domestic customers needing storage for a house move or um, a business wanting extra space for storage of stock, um, it was very much centered around renting space, a simple process. Um, so rather than having you know, long-term leases, we'd offer flexible short-term license agreements and make it a cost-effective and easy process for, for, you know, at any point in life when you needed extra space. And then you got to a point where you decided to change course. It was more of a sort of refocus on um, commercial space. So we'd always done domestic and uh, commercial from the, right from the outset. But things kind of changed in 2008 when we had the recession and we, as, as kind of house moving really just dropped off overnight, we pivoted a little bit and centered the focus around the commercial client. Um, and in 2018, we rebranded as Western Centre Business Hub. Uh, with further investment into creating bespoke units for businesses. Now that's quite an exercise, isn't it? Tell us about the rebranding. And um, and I mean, I always see it as a painful exercise, but I suppose it's quite exciting as well. Yes, um, yes, it, it was. It was sort of coupled with a, a new website and it was in parallel with the, the, the changing demand really for more e-commerce type units um, so units where people who may have started up a business from home um, trading online selling on eBay or selling on Facebook or Amazon and picking and packing from their garage or spare room um, and then needing that next step into renting a commercial unit but not being quite ready to take on you know a long-term lease so we developed more units within the facility to cater for this type of customer as well as you know larger companies needing extra space for stock or archives and uh, centered centered our, our you know main uh, focus around, around that so uh, rebranding obviously encompasses perhaps logos uh, obviously mm. the new concept and how did your customers take that on board uh, it was well, very well received. It was very well received. I think the Western Centre is a good, if you're if you're basing a business here, for example, Western Centre is a nice kind of address for your company. Um, so for those customers, particularly our office tenants and our workshop tenants um, and companies that work from here and use this as a, a trading address, Western Centre Business Hub had a bit more of a commercial uh, feel to it. Yeah, I can see that. Katie, uh, according to your website, in the 17 years you've been trading, over 500 local companies have used the spaces uh, at, the, at the hub uh, to either launch a business, test a product, 
grow a customer base and more importantly, I suppose, create employment. So talk us through the services that you offer and detail what makes you different from other business centres. So I think one of the most appealing things about the West Centre Business Hub is the fact that we can change units and adapt to suit the client's requirement. So we may have clients that come to us with a certain budget in mind or they have a certain amount of space that they might need or their requirements might change for space as their stock changes. So certain customers, for example, hold a lot of stock leading up to Christmas um, so they might need to take on more space leading up to certain times of the year like Christmas and then downsize their space as you know when they've when they sold their Christmas stock so we offer the clients the ability to do that and ultimate flexibility so they're never paying for space that they don't need we also offer a, a we've, we've literally stripped out all of the you know sort of red tape around renting space so you can actually arrive turn up and rent a space within 10 minutes so we have a 10 minute move-in process making it easy and simple uh, for everyone involved and really it, it sets us apart no one offers no one else offers this amount of flexibility plus support services like fault listing and delivery acceptance um, and we also encourage our clients to network so we have you know meetups and uh, regular sort of get-togethers as well as a members networking board where people can um, share their services products and offerings with the other clients within the centre. And, and I did read somewhere, perhaps on your website, that you also offer a mailing service. Yes, that's right, yeah. So you can have a mailbox service. Uh, if you need, you know, for example, a professional address, we offer that kind of service and also acceptance of deliveries. So you don't have to be around in the centre all day long when DPD or UPS or the couriers arrive with your parcels. We can actually take that pain away from you so you can get on with the important stuff uh, like selling and reaching out to your own customers. And will you be adding virtual office to that, or are you already doing that? That's part of our um, you know, expansion. We have physical offices here, we have mailbox services, and um, we also want to uh, develop more space for co-working and hot desking as well. Oh, that's excellent. So that's part of your plan for the future? Absolutely, yes. Bigger premises and, and, and more space. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that later. So, Katie, when when the first lockdown was announced, you not only put a plan in place to save your own business, but but you also endeavoured to help your customers to continue trading. So, so share with us how the pandemic has affected the Western Centre Business Hub, and what changes you've introduced to mitigate the current circumstances. Uh, yes, well, I'm thinking back to sort of March 2020 and that that first lockdown. It was a you know incredibly scary time for a lot of people, um, and a lot of our clients, especially those that were involved in you know the hospitality industry, saw their revenues dry up overnight. So you know some of the tenants stopped using their offices altogether, and some of the tenants they wanted to keep their space, but you know had a you know a cash a cash flow problem. So we had to really act very quickly um, we kept in contact with all our clients individually and we came up with solutions to help our clients but also you know at the same time had to try and keep ourselves afloat because things like business rates for industrial use you know were were kept constant and there were no you know there were no relief there was no relief for uh, this type of premises so 
some of the plans that we put in place is that we um, offered immediate downsize options where customers' stock had reduced, so they were able to lower their costs. We assisted our customers to access grants, the Chamber and the Council, um, and we also sort of enabled our own you know, staff to work from home uh, so that we didn't have to claim furlough. Um, so at the same time, we, we had to, you know, really sort of think on our feet as well of how we could fill up those empty spaces and gaps and, you know, cover our costs where we've enabled our customers to downsize or reduce their space. So, yeah, I began a, a, a customer acquisition plan to, you know, reach out to any kind of client that was working in e-commerce or essential services, um, healthcare, for example, and I, I literally just sat on the phone and, and called and emailed hundreds of local firms who were happy to take calls and we discussed ways forward and uh, and you know potentially how we could help them. And what kind of response did you get to that because I would think that sounds almost unique in in the, in the way you've dealt with the the, the problem. There was a, a, a sort of two-pronged um, response really in terms of the clients that we'd helped to stay in business by reducing space or reducing their costs. Um, you know, those, those clients were able to ride out, you know, the the worst of times um, and they stayed with us. And, um, you know, now some of those clients are our, our biggest clients and they're doing, you know, much better than they did before the pandemic. So that's really great to see and we have the loyalty there and, um, you know that's been that's been fantastic and i think on the other side of it the proactiveness and reaching out to other companies was was really well received and it was a it was a very weird time wasn't it and i remember sort of speaking to people and they were all too happy to sort of pick up the phone and 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 talk to me and just you know share like what you know what their plans were or how things how things had affected them and and some companies had seen you know a huge increase in demand companies that were making alcohol gels or you know, companies that were importing PPE type gear and, you know, some of those companies were absolutely desperate for help and needed to find places that were open and willing to help. So, um, yeah, it, it was a, it, it was effective in two ways. And I know a lot of businesses that uh, had a two or three year plan to uh, improve their, say, uh, use advancements in technology or or to change the way they do business, perhaps. They introduced that plan over a period of weeks. They were absolutely amazed how quickly it was rolled out. And clearly you've done the same thing, haven't you? We, we really had to kind of adapt our plan and, and find different kind of clients or, you know, look for companies that were growing or in need of, in need of our assistance and, and really get proactive with it. I think you've applied that to your marketing as well. I know, I know that um, uh, marketing isn't rocket science, but it does require constant activity uh, and making good yeah. use of advancements in modern technology. So share with us how you reach out to new customers and how you maximise the benefits of, of utilising new technology. So we, we're active in outbound marketing in various ways. I think technology is really important so you know the social media side of things now with with platforms like linkedin facebook um we do you know regular posts and we also do sort of paid and targeted advertising i think also you know you can't beat now that we can again you can't beat sort of 
local networking events and attending those in person. Um, we've actually held our own uh, networking events at the facilities, but we also go to you know South Cheshire Chamber networking events and um, local events run by other companies too. I think spreading word of mouth and actually meeting people and talking to people about what you know what they need or what their business is all about is unparalleled really. And are you active on various other platforms as well? I think LinkedIn is uh, hugely popular these days and very effective, isn't it? Yeah, I really, really like working on LinkedIn and um, it's amazing who you can connect with and, and again, that people's openness to to talk with you and and how quickly things, how quickly sort of good news can spread uh, and developments in the industry and it's a great way to keep in touch with people. And if I asked you to pick out or to isolate one activity in marketing that um, that was the most effective for you, what would it be? Well, it's changed over the years. It used to be, believe it or not, it sound, I sound ancient now, <laughs> <laughs> but it used to be, you know, drive-by and yellow pages, but it's evolved and, um, you know, I, I have to say it's probably Google nowadays. Google and word of mouth. So uh, now that we're a bit more established. Podcasts from the cat. Katie, it's uh, no secret that uh, happy customers are loyal customers. And again, you've already alluded to that uh, uh, in regard to how you dealt with the pandemic and that your whole team needs to be on board in order to deliver outstanding customer service. So, so share with us what systems you have in place to ensure that you continually exceed customer expectations. Uh, I think it's listening to your customers and using methods of communication with customers that the customers prefer to use. So, for example, you know, if we have deliveries arrive, if people will ask them, you know, do you want us to WhatsApp you a message with a picture of the delivery or would you prefer an email or do you want us to call you, you know, if you get something. When people first inquire, some people prefer to use live chat on the website. So I had a client once that is actually during one of the lockdowns that messaged me through our website at midnight. And she said to me, I can't, you know, I can't cope at home anymore. We've got that many packages lying around the house. I sell baby wear and I can't get to my bed at night without stepping over parcels and stock. So, you know, please, can you help me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was her preferred method of communication. You know, some people like to text message, you know, about an inquiry or, you know, people, people have their phones in the hand constantly nowadays, don't they? So I think exceeding expectations is using those tools to, you know, to suit that, that particular client um, and how they how they like to communicate. We also have a very sort of diverse team here and we invest in training the team and we cross train everybody so each person knows, you know, all aspects of the job and all aspects of the business. So our apprentice who we took on last year, um, you know, his his initial sort of six months of orientation uh, involved learning about the account side of the business, um, the operational side of the business and maintenance side of the business. Um, so we, we try and ensure that, you know, everyone's aware of what what each other's job entails and so we can step in to help or we can, you know, have a better appreciation and respect for uh, our other team members as well. That's a neat way of doing it, isn't it? 
perhaps it gives uh, employees a lot more confidence as well if, if they know they're give, being given that responsibility. Uh, absolutely, for sure. Katie, it's, it's an uncertain time for all businesses, but nevertheless, you, you have some terrific ideas for moving the business forward. So share with us the next phase that you've planned for the business hub. We would absolutely love to have more space um, to be able to service more clients and, and the changing needs of those clients. Um, we are hoping to take on some new premises and offer an automated style service so you can turn up with your phone and have access to the facility using your phone and lock your own unit with that as well. Um, we would love to be able to offer co-working and more hot desking type services um, and we would love to have more trade trade style units so sort of trade counter style units at the local area as well so just to offer more to crew and Nantwich and to have a more thriving hub there's a there's a definite shortage in the area of, of office space I think crew itself has about two percent uh, office availability at the moment and there's really nobody that's completely focused on developing uh, an offering that will help these small businesses to thrive um, we have so many entrepreneurs in the local area and there's a definite need for this this kind of space and this is our this is our focus and this is where we want to continue to help businesses push forward the local economy um, i think there's been some absolutely fantastic examples over the last 17 years of operation i think you know one of them is a great example is um osl rail who came to us uh, 10 years ago they started off with a, a small office here and they took on, you know, expanded within the facilities using the flexible approach that we have to take on three offices. And as they kept employing people, you know, they eventually kind of got too big for our facilities and, and we enabled them to take on their own premises down the way. That company now directly employ 150 people, um, 300 indirectly are employed by them and they are a founder member of the Crew Engineering and Design University Technical College. They've got an annual turnover in excess of $27.5 million and they are, you know, hugely contributing to the local economy. So that's just one of the companies that have, have grown and, and come out of the, the Western Centre Business Hub and we want to continue to support these kind of companies. You know, it's only benefiting uh, our, our local community. So you must feel hugely proud that you've facilitated that company's growth by being so flexible in, in the way you approach your, your business model? Hugely, hugely. And somebody once said to me, um, oh my God, he said, you, you know, you do, you do all this for your clients and, you know, you, you, you help them in bad times and in good and, you know, and then they, they go on to, you know, get their own premises. He, you know, he said, you, you know, you must feel disappointed or that, you know, and I said, well, no, because it's, it's a huge, it's a great success story <laughs> and it's great to see, you know, to see that happening and, it's great to be able to foster that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it makes you really proud, and it, it it makes you really sort of happy and excited to be around these kind of entrepreneurs on a daily basis. Absolutely. So over the years, uh, I've been interviewing business leaders. I've never ceased to be amazed and impressed by the the number of local businesses who support charities, uh, junior sports clubs, and community projects. 
it's really down to these businesses that these clubs survive because I don't think they would with, without the, the help. Casey, uh, talk us through some of the charities that you've supported and, and why you feel it's important to make these community links. Oh gosh, I think it's massively important. You know, if, if you've got the opportunity to help, there are so many. There are so many organisations that do good in our community that go unrecognised. And if you've got the opportunity to do what you do, but help some of those amazing organisations that their sole purpose is to help the community, I think you know, grasp it with both hands. We've worked with lots of different organisations over the years. I think. Yeah, we've helped the cat in the past um, with storage. Some of the other organisations that we've assisted, we've helped the um, CVS uh, voluntary services for Cheshire East with their annual toy appeal for 10 years. Um, they collect you know, thousands of gifts locally and we've, we've helped them to do that by storing them here and, and then um, offering a hub for them to organize their distribution process so that literally thousands of children throughout South Cheshire who wouldn't normally receive a Christmas present will get one. We've got involved with Crew Clean Team again with storage and assisting them on their voluntary litter picks. We've helped a organization called Crew Cycle Recycle and their mission is to provide a youth project and skills to young people uh, from impoverished backgrounds to do up um, bicycles and then sell them to the local community. Absolutely brilliant! I've got one of their bikes. I've had it. Uh, I've had it about six years, and it's been amazing. Um, Wonderful. Breast cancer care. We had a campaign for collecting bras for breast cancer, and and the objective there was to collect enough bras to make a mile of bras attached to each other end to end, and that was really successful for breast cancer care. We also helped Women's Aid over the years you know, um, with donations, helping to store donations and then to be able to give those to women who were, you know, rehomed with no furniture and no possessions. There's so many good organisations in this area and I think if you can do something to help them, it's, you know, it's an absolute must. Uh, And I'm sure they're eternally grateful and obviously at the end of the day it it affects people that have got no control over their own circumstances in some cases, which is, I yeah. think is hugely important. Katie, thanks so much for, for giving up your time this morning and, and giving us the opportunity to learn a little more about the Western Centre Business Hub and how the local community has benefited from your input as well. Should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about the, the Western Centre Business Hub? Well, thank you, Daz, and thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, please do please do reach out to us. You can contact us on the website, which is westerncentre.co.uk. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn as the Western Centre Business Hub, or you can reach me directly. Um, our telephone number is 01270250022. Casey, thanks very much for being on the cat today. Thank you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.